The 80s were an era of musical excess, and photographer Mark Weissguy Weiss was there to document the biggest and most dangerous bands of the time. From Van Halen, Ozzy, Metallica, to Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, and Guns N' Roses, the Decade That Rock podcast will look back at the period's most historic music and moments through Mark's iconic images. New interviews with rock stars both old and new will give fans a backstage pass to the most hedonistic era in music. Along for the ride is me, Mark's co-host, Greg Alpert, music journalist, comedy podcast host, and 80s rock addict, and I'll help shape the conversation from a fan's perspective. Come with us for a decadent celebration of the decade that rocked. After a little bit of a strange day and afternoon, we uh, have an awesome guest, Rob Afuso, the original drummer from Skid Row, joining me and Mark to kind of talk through some rock and roll and how they know each other and just take a look back at the past and what Rob's up to today. Yeah, well, Mark, why don't you take it away and uh, tell us how you guys know each other? Well, I mean, the first time probably, and I don't remember much, it was the 80s, uh, was uh, <laughs> is probably problem. the first photo shoot we ever did in uh, Danny Sanchez's studio in Red Bank, New Jersey. I, I don't know if that's the first time I met him. Oh, no, no, wait, well, no, it, of course it wasn't that. Right. Wait, hold on. It was close in count. It was Mingles, right? Right. It was Mingles. All right, Rob, you take it away. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I remember bits and pieces, Mark, but I do remember Mingles. But was that the night that we had the fight? Were you there? Yeah, yeah you I was, of course, I got pictures of it. Right. <laughs> of course you do. We're getting <laughs> the end. Shit kicked out of us, and you're taking pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell, you, so go back to, all right, so... Dave Feld, so Sebastian was at the wedding. Dave Feld uh, was friends with Snake, and they, they exchanged We tape. were looking for a singer for, for like a year and a half. I don't know what took so long. <laughs> and then he said, oh, yeah, this dude sang at my, my, my wedding, man. He was really great. I think it would be perfect. His name is Sebastian. He's cool. He's a cool dude. Tall, good-looking guy. Great voice. And so then... We were like, yeah, man, why not? So that's when we flew him in. But we had, right, so we had met you, Jesus. Um, wait, did we, see, now I'm getting confused. We had, we had met, we had known you. We had met you then already. We I, I think we met, I think you played yeah. Pennsylvania and you had another singer yeah, and I was in Bon Jovi. Right. We were there, right. Yeah, yep. and I yep. think that was the and first time we, we met. Yeah, and then we, uh, <laughs> but the, I think, I, so I, I, Mark, I have to say it's really unclear. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the 80. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, it was it was 10 years ago. And uh yeah. Rob, Rob, I thought I thought the first time we met was at the photo shoot in Danny's studio. I mean, come well, on. No, I think it was at Mingles, but didn't we do here's here's where I'm confused. Didn't we try to do a photo shoot? Or it might have been the same night as that, the photo shoot for the cover, but didn't we go outside, like in the streets of Red Bank and try no. to do it and it didn't work or whatever, it was too dark. Well, no. What happened was, well, first, <laughs> first we met at Mingles, and then Sebastian came, and you got. Let's talk about Mingles, like, because I don't I, remember that much. I but, don't remember Mingles, Mark. But you, but wait, you played us. You you played with him that night. Oh, that you, was after after we picked him up. We went. You picked him up at the airport. He came in. He got his hair was all like you know, and I don't remember it, but we, we sat there. We, we just we went up on stage and jammed. You Is went that what in, in the basement part of me. I remember because that was the night of the fight. And you were in the band that you were playing drums at the yes, time. Yes, I was. 
So you do you remember playing the songs like that night at downstairs in the in that little crappy little place? That I, wasn't do. Crappy. I don't. I don't. Well, it was tiny. I mean the the, the up. I mean there was no Mingles. It was a big nightclub, but I think this was a, another part. You know, I bet you Sebastian remembers this a lot better than I do. I'm 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 sorry. I remember, right. being right. I remember so the fun. I, I remember the fight. I remember jamming. I don't remember what song. Right. We played. Okay, that's I would fair. Imagine we probably played some Skid Row songs that we never yeah, played yeah. before. So they left the they left the club, like not willingly. Uh, as because that I remember, I think I think it was Rachel going. That's our new lead singer, you know. You know, and he's like meanwhile, he's like getting his ass kicked, you know, or something, you know. Well, no, that was because then we went to White Castle. That's where the fight was. We all went out, you know. We went to the White Castle drunken brawl thing, oh, drunken food thing, and then we were there, and that's when everything happened. That's where the fight happened at White Castle. Well, you missed the fight then. The, the first fight happened at Mingle's when Sebastian got in a fight with a security guard as we were leaving. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't That's, a full down fight, right. Right, that was the first, that was a little altercation, a little yeah. things to come kind of Baz thing. Baz was on fire that night. He was on fire that night. Tell me about the White Castle fight. Well, I just remember us all being, you know, all our hair and all teased up and shit and, you know, out there it was 19, I imagine that was 19... 85, I think, maybe. 86. No, no, that was 80, 85. Yeah. No. Well, the album came out in 89, so it had to be 86, oh. 87. Up to, okay, so yeah. in right. there. We'll skip the year. It's probably 87 or 88 or something. Who knows? <laughs> right, and so we're ordering, we're, we're there ordering, and then, the, you know, all these rednecks were there, just started in on us, calling us pussies and, you know, all these other derogatory terms that are now completely politically incorrect. Uh, and and we just attacked them. <laughs> we went after them. We got, we it all spilled out. The whole, everything went out into the into the parking lot. Everybody was swinging at each other and hitting everybody. I was like, somebody was like, dude, that's me. You're hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it was Rachel. I don't know. Oh, my God. Man. I don't know. Oh, that's classic, man. That's fucking classic. And then the cops came and broke it all up and let us all go home. Oh, that was, that was, that's really what I remember. And then we were like, wow, this was cool. This, you know, that, that was the first night together. So that was, that was pretty, <laughs> it was a sign of okay, things to this come. Gonna be, this is going to be some ride. Yeah, to say the least. Hey, what was the name of that? Um, New Jersey like rock magazine that was in black and white like during well it was the Aquarian and then the East Coast Rocker East Coast Rocker East Coast yeah, Rocker I worked for the East Coast Rocker did you I that magazine I grew up in Northern Jersey so you know I would get that magazine all the you know the record stores wherever and you know the one thing I always used to remember seeing were these giant ads for Skid Row you know right? why because I was I was the <laughs> Right. And I, and that was before, you know, I, I, I knew who Skid Row was. I knew them by name and by ad only. And we were nobody. We were literally right. no, we were just coming together. And I was like, I got to see these guys Skid Row. But you never really I lived in very northern New Jersey, almost in um, in New York, in uh, Rockland County. And like outside of New York City, 
there was no clubs really that close to us. So I would have to either go into Brooklyn or into Manhattan to see bands. And I never got the chance to actually see Skid Row in that time period. Oh, wow. And all I got, but I had stacks of ads that said, you know, Skid Row, I put them up on my wall. Like I, but never had seen the band, but I knew every single thing about them from the East Coast Rocker. Yeah, we had, we had a really cool, uh, we had a really great buzz happening then. Yeah, it really it was, was. It was exciting. It was really yeah. exciting time. Uh, Rob, you had a really good buzz, like, until, like, you guys broke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. What a shame, huh? Yeah. So okay. what, um, you know, without getting too deep into it, you know, what what took you through all those years and then, you know, what ultimately culminated in, in the end for you? Um, what took me what took yeah, us give, give, give him a simple question, Rob. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was just thinking what took us through all those, well, I mean, what culminated in the end really was just, uh, you know, a combination of um, infighting right. um, and, and you know, the, the, uh, the whole record, the record industry was changing, right? <laughs> in front of us while we were out on tour yeah. shit was happening you know we weren't getting the marketing money nirvana the whole grunge thing was coming out while we're on tour the mark uh, the, the the record company's falling apart and all that kind of stuff and i i think um you know there was so much conflict within us that we um we couldn't we couldn't withstand all of those pressures right and um you know and then we it's sort of went back to the starting, you know, we went back to New Jersey and that's when uh, the, the, the band decided that they, they wanted to split from Sebastian. Right. I, I was the lone descent. Um, you know, we did everything uh, democratically. So I, I, didn't, I didn't, I said, this isn't a good idea. You know, yeah, it's been difficult. It's hard. I mean, Sebastian and I have fought the most out of everybody. Really? We, we, yeah, we fought like. Oh. We fought like, we fought like brothers. Right. That couldn't get along. Uh, yeah. And uh, but I was like, you know, he's a great front man. This is the band. This should be it. And um, so, it, it, and that's you know, and unfortunately, that's that was the end. And then right. uh, about a year later. I was out, and and here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really thought maybe at some point between you know, how I don't even know how many years it is, twenty something years, this would have gotten together somehow. But right, I, I do remember, like, like because when I'm shooting you guys in the front, and Sebastian turns around, and whenever there's an issue, he looks at you, and he's like, "Dude, what like, I do?" <laughs> like, I'm like, "Fuck you." Fuck you, I didn't do it. He's, He's looking like, at you, man. Play faster, play faster. I go, no, it doesn't go anywhere. Come on, I didn't play faster. I know, and you're looking at him like, I'm, I'm, I'm reading you, bro. You know, let me do it. You know, I I felt like bad for you, man. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. You know, I appreciate that. He, you know, a singer feels, a singer feels it. You know, he feels, that's that's what drives him, you know, right. the singer. I mean, the music, but the drums, the drums. They, they, I, I mean, you know, for decades, for, from the beginning of music, the singer and the drummer was always, you often, you know, head to head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could just imagine like what's inside Sebastian's head because I've seen him perform 
and he's so in tune with everything. Like Sebastian is like a really smart dude, man. He's like, a, I, I think he's a, a, a freaking genius, really. I mean, he, his mind is like, it's listening to everything. And, and if something's not right, like, well, yeah, I mean, he's, definitely, he's definitely in tune with all that's going on. But yeah, I mean, really, I mean, yeah, yeah. even throughout his career, he's like anything he tried to pick up, he just like, he just went at it and like, without a, without a, without a hitch, you know, like acting or whatever he's done, you know, it's like, you got to give the guy credit, man. He's like, credit, you know, he's a smart you know, dude. I, I agree that, well, I agree that above and beyond all that, he's one of the greatest frontmen. He totally is. Time. So I just like, you know what? Uh, you know what? We can all be douches at some point. He's a douche. I'm a douche. Uh, we fight about it all the time, but you know, whatever. I, you know, I don't think this is a great idea, but nonetheless, again, here we are. So yeah, I mean, he absolutely is one of the greatest front men of all time. And you know, I think, you know, being a fan, which is what I am, um, you know, you, you always look to that to that front man, and <laughs> you can always tell that that's that's the loose cannon is not the best descriptive but you have to have something in your personality that 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 makes you want to especially someone who's as animated as sebastian is you know really be out there and and killing it and being so animated and so into it and and so passionate like it's the opposite of like the bass player Right, who's the more typically the more reserved, <laughs> you know, than the guy in the front that's just making it happen, right? So it's I, I think a lot of those guys have the same the same flaws in their personality that make them the absolute best on stage. If that makes um, sense. Yeah. Well, I, I I it does make sense. I I do. I think it's a flaw i mean flaw or is it a sensitivity right um, you know i'm not i'm not sure i know what you're saying greg i'm not sure i would call it a flaw but right. I, I think it's a it's a it's a personality trait a sensitivity, trait, yeah. um yeah. and and sometimes even a gift and, and right gifts, you know gifts can act in weird ways <laughs> and in great ways and in yeah. bad ways so sure. you know um, uh, you know, our our gift as five members was was pretty special for a long time. Sure, hundred percent. And yeah. fortunately, you know, fortunately, it's it. We're not the five of us together, but uh, you know, people still love the music, and so that is that's the gift. Oh, of course, absolutely. I mean, if you're a fan of that style, you know, genre of music, you're you're a Skid Row fan, hundred percent, right? Um, you know, the the thing is, you mentioned the the record came out in 89, right? Which was the tail end of the 80s <laughs> by math, right. Right? which which led into what turned out to be, you know, the grunge era, right? right. And obviously that affected every, every part of rock and roll, right? So you guys blew up, right? Very like, quick, yeah. you know, very blew up. I used to, I was in college at the time and I would drive around campus in my truck blasting that scare i mean when i mean blasting i had i went out and bought like super speakers threw them in the back of my truck and i would drive around campus absolutely crushing that album so right? we, could, we could thank you for all the album sales <laughs> i mean i definitely did my part promoting you that record around boston <laughs> just like you don't want to listen to skid row well you don't have a fucking choice <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> right. Listen, right but then then grunge comes in and basically 
obviously everyone knows what happened. How, how does that affect you guys as a band right in the height of what made you guys so special? Yeah. So, you know, we tried to, um, we tried to be true to who we were and what we were, but we also needed to reflect. We, we wanted to um, sort of reflect the world of music and where right. it was going. And, and so we, we were trying to walk the tightrope and I, I think we did, I think we did it very well in subhuman race. Um, the, I, I think a, a lot of the issues with subhuman race was that we didn't have the support right. from the record company and, right. and uh, you know, and again, all that kind of was spinning us out. Like, yeah. you know, we were, we were the darlings of Atlantic record for almost 10 years. And all of a sudden, you know, we're not getting tour support where they're not, you know, they're not, they're not pushing the album, they're not pushing the single. And that was making us crazy because we believed in the music. And I'm like, this is a great fucking song. That, yeah. you know, and, um, I think, I think, I, I think it was breaking down the one that was, they were pushing for radio there, but, um, and you know, it just, the, the radio was changing. They didn't see Skid Row as, as a nineties grunge band, which we yeah. weren't, and we weren't trying to be, we were just, yeah. we were trying to be who we were and create a little bit different sound. Um, and, you know, and ultimately, you know, that it just went that way. And, and our record company, you know, went into various, you know, different directions and, right. um, and so did we. Yeah. Mark, how, how much shooting of the, of, of the band did you do through that time period? Like, I, w I was like the sixth member, pretty much. I mean, whenever they got on a tour or a video, we went to Japan or where, you know, Iceland, I was there. And then I started like going like, cause you know, I was doing photographs, but I was kind of getting bored of doing so many photographs of these guys. So it's like, you know, you know, what am I going to do when I'm not at the show? You right. know, what am I going to do like during the day? And what am I going to do when they, when I see them at, at the breakfast buffet or whatever, or just hanging out at a strip club or whatever. So I started, I got a video camera and I started following around with the video camera and then that was fun, you know? And I just started videotaping them and it was just like hysterical. And we well, had it was fun. fun. If you, if, it was great if you could get in front of the video in front of Sebastian because okay. Sebastian loves the video camera. <laughs> I'd have to, yeah. He, like I would be filming Rob and, and, and Sebastian would be like, where are all the videos? Oh, well, they put out a video called Roadkill, and that's all my footage, and we mixed it in. I did actually a home video uh, for him called Roadkill uh, that um, some people edited together. I think it was Wayne and John. Wayne, uh, I think Wayne, and, yeah. Yeah, Wayne Isham and produced it, and I just handed the footage, and they made this really cool video called Roadkill. Rachel was on the cover, like uh, red, white, and blue, and with you know, his nose chain. It was really cool. Um, but... It was funny as hell. I remember this one scene that uh, I remember. I forget where we were. I think it was in South America, and <laughs> and, and Rachel, um, Rachel was um, uh, no, no, it was anyway, Snake had the hiccups. <laughs> so I took. Is, are you there, Rob? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. So I'm gonna start again. 
So I, I think we're in South America and Snake had the hiccups and I had the video camera because I had it all over with me. You know, I was taking the pictures, I was doing video and, I, and Snake started hiccuping and I'm going, all right, Snake, as soon as I turn this video camera on, uh, your hip, hiccups are going to stop. He's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, right, Mark. Yeah, sure. So he's, meanwhile, he's hiccuping and I'm prolonging the, 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 the button where I hit record. So he's like hiccuping like a maniac. He couldn't stop. And so I'm like, all right, Snake, you ready to stop your hiccuping? So I said, okay. And I'm videotaping this. So it's all on video. We use this. Is and this, I hit is record. This in the video? I don't, yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched it. In yeah. So I, I hit record and he stopped hiccuping. But oh. the thing is, he was, the video, on the home video, it's like five minutes of like him just looking at the camera, like trying to hiccup. And he couldn't hiccup. Oh, I was going to say, I don't remember him hiccuping in the video. That's what I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's it magic. It was I funny as shit. For I need sure. to watch it, man. I haven't, I haven't watched it in so You know, I, I, it, 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 to be honest, it hurts. It, it's sad to watch it. I know. You know, it's sad. So maybe, hmm. well, it would, be, it would be nice if. Well, we should watch it together when you come down to Jersey. Uh, well, we I, right. I can cry on your shoulder. We can uh, <laughs> we can wipe my snivel. We can um... videotape that. Wait, wait, Rob. Rob, do you remember the promoter in Iceland? And he yes. got yes, I do. That yes, was I the do. fucking funniest, man, dude. Yes, he was out. I think they they strapped him with tape, and he Scotty, was out. Scotty was, Scotty was very uh, much in, engaged in that one. I. Every, yeah, he was. It was that was the funny. We couldn't stop laughing, man. Oh my god! And then, and then you motherfuckers. He's like, remember, he was all pissed. I, was, he was, <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, that was that was that was that 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 is very clear memory. Yeah, we had we had really good times, and those you know you got to remember that you know shit happens, whatever. And oh, right. you have to remember, right? I mean, um, you know, I, people ask me all the time about you know what reunion this and this i'm like man you know i'm here i'm ready i'd love to do it someday if it works but i can't i can't look i can't look back anymore you know i've looked back for so many years waiting for this to happen i can't live my life like that it's not healthy it's not healthy for no. me and as much as i want to i gotta you know i gotta look forward i gotta make a life of myself for myself and um you know and and uh, you know, I had such a great experience with rock and roll and, and with Skid Row and, and, and these guys as a family to me, you know, we were very, we were very close for a long time. And for some reason, it just, I never had, uh, I never really had the desire to just, you know, go out and get into another band or form another band. It just somehow, somehow there was something that died in me with the band as far as that, uh, that, that desire to go out. Um, you know, and attack the music business as I had all my life. And, and um, you know, and thus, I think that's where uh, the soul system was born, um, just because I loved, I loved the big, you know, it's a 12 piece funk R&B band, and I love playing that music. And uh, it sort of brought me away from the memories of Skid Row. Uh, I mean, I want to keep the memories, but there's a lot of pain there as well, right. you know, and, and, um, and moving forward with this has been, you know, it's, I have that camaraderie of a family, uh, and it's allows, allows me, I, I, 
well, actually, most bands fly away on vacation. Well, not nobody's flying anywhere right now, but you know, but the, the, a lot of you know, a lot of bands are flying for weekend tours. You know, they go, they fly about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. They're back, yep. which, which is a lot of what I do, and it's it's you know, it's nice to be able to have a home life. Um, so, so Rob, go back a little bit. Talk to me about what you're doing now and how you're making a living. Um, selling weed out of my barn. <laughs> <laughs> that was a setup. Explain that, Rob, before no. we move on. No, we already know, know it's, it's hemp, it's CBD oil. I'm not selling it. It's just being dr dried here, and then they're taking it back. <laughs> it's a rental space. It is exactly what it is. It's a rental space. Right. Thank you for clarifying, Greg. Yeah, but, but you know, they're going to, I'm blabbering them out, they're going to, like, cut it out. <laughs> no. Oh, right, yeah. No, we're good. So, no, really. So, tell us, like, you know. So, what well, so, 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 you know, what I do, well, I, I, I did um, for a brief time, uh, really, I was with this band Four by Fate, with was with Todd Howarth and John Reagan from, from uh, Freedy's Comet, and, uh, uh we did one album, uh, actually, um, sorry, man, I'm spacing <laughs> with the, the drummer, um, AJ Perro, AJ, AJ was doing the album with them initially. And then unfortunately he passed. So they called me to finish the album and then started doing, uh, you know, shows with them, uh, which, you know, that didn't, we could, nobody picked that up, but we thought it was, uh, it was going to get picked up and played by our major label and we'd have a little bit of a tour that didn't happen but but ever since 1997 upon the, the breakup of skid row i've been doing soul system which which is uh which i created it into a um multi-service entertainment production music company so i do i do high high-end events around the world so i i i you know basically i'm an agent and i provide music uh production lights, that kind of thing. So that's, that's what I do. But I, I still, you know, I'm the drummer for the Soul System band. But So that's what I do, Mark. And I, so, I, take, so, care, I take care of the cows and I, I mow my fields. And it's actually, what, you know. What, what, what's your set list like when you play out? Man, it's everything. Well, first of all, it's mostly client driven. So I have about 18 pages of music that goes from jazz standards, big band, which I love. I love playing big band music. I think it's powerful, you know, with five or six horns, and I love that. But it goes from there um, up to Metallica, Crew, Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, um, you know, so a lot of, but also a lot of Motown, a lot of, a lot of big uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, Steely Dan kind of stuff. You know, it's all, it's really all over the place. And, and contemporary music, which, which I find very challenging playing contemporary music, because it's not really drums, it's all production, it's all programming. And, and um, it's actually quite hard to try to make it all happen without without loops and tracks. So you know, I have I have a bunch of I have a, a Roland uh, pad, and, and I work I work with um, you know various tracks and stuff to, to bring it all together and try to make that happen. It's not that's not my favorite thing to do, but it's it's quite challenging for me. So what is it? Is it a lot of corporate corporate gigs that that yeah. fly out yeah. and. Yep. Big, yep. big band. Just re you know, to last year, two two years ago, we it was just it wasn't two it was two years ago we, we flew a sixteen piece band to Moscow. Wow. For this guy's birthday party. 
So, so Rob, do, do, do you get hired like because you're the sync, you're the drummer from Skid Row, and like, do they say we want you to, like weddings or whatever? You know, whatever you do. I know you do a little bit of everything, we but do, yep, we do do a lot of the big high end weddings as well. I do not push Skid Row at all anymore. Uh, actually, I never did because I didn't want it. I didn't want it scaring people. Um, you know, people are gonna like, wow, that's great, but we don't want Skid Row music at our wedding. Yeah. But but you get the occasion. Some, some people might, but some people okay. might, but you know. So but you, I, I don't I don't really push that. But you get the occasional fan that like wants oh, you because of that. Absolutely, absolutely, we do, and we're like, hey, you know, can you play? I remember you, or can you know, can you play Youth Gone Wild? And so those are, I love playing those kind of weddings too. But <laughs> right, 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 and 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 actually we do it quite well. So. So why don't we end this by talking about just in a nutshell, like your like how you got into Skid Row and how you met those guys, and let's just land it with that. And, yeah. yeah. Well, really, uh, I had gotten I had my girlfriend at the time was friends with uh, David Bryan, girlfriend April, and um, they were good friends, and this was just early, just as Runaway was starting to break from Bon Jovi, was starting to break on WAPP. Yeah. And there was a rumor they were looking for a drummer. Tico was with Frankie and the Knockouts. Um, and Dave Bryan had helped me uh, get an audition with John. And after a couple months of waiting, I finally got the audition. I was at the beach. I got a call from John. Hey, can you be here in two hours? I had to run home and pack up my drum set into my little Toyota Corolla and drive to North Jersey, set it up, and and uh, play Runaway. But uh, so that's that was my audition, and Snake was there, and he's like, "Dude, you know, uh, after after the audition, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'm putting together this band. It'd be great. I'd love to, you know, have you come audition <clears throat> with us." And so I didn't obviously didn't get the Bon Jovi gig and um, so I started talking with Snake and I went down and met he and Rachel in a basement somewhere in Tom's River and auditioned for those two and that's how it started for me. Wow, yeah. wow. that was cool. That was cool man. I like that. Thank so, you. So you know one door closed another one opened. Wow. That's <laughs> you know. I never expected Skid Row to come along from Bon Jovi you know I, I uh, but seems to be Seems to be a common thread in there, isn't there? So. And, and what's funny is like I remember, um, like Snake used to come to all my photo shoots with Bon Jovi, and I never really paid attention to Snake. He was just like hanging out with John. Like I didn't, you know, we, you know, we said hi, and that's it. But Face Dave Feld, he was like my carrying my bags at the time. Like he would be at my photo shoots too. So Face and Snake would be chatting away while me and John are are, are doing photo shoots. So they, they, you know, created this relationship. And then when, when I had the wedding and Face was my best man, he just put two and two together and then there was Sebastian and next thing you know, it bang, you know? Quite, yeah, he was, it's amazing how instrumental he was to all this. I miss him, I haven't seen him in a while. I know he's yeah. in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy, you know? It's like these little puzzle pieces that just come together it's the perfect storm and like look and look how many people you guys made so like you guys changed lives with people like you know like it's their wedding songs it's their graduation 
you know, yeah, like, you know, I remember it was a big, a big, uh, dude. it was a big prom, prom song in 89. It's not just then, it still is, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think they're using that as a prom song anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the. I think, it's, the I think it's, it's that WAP tune by by Cardi B. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> did you did you ever you ever watch the show Californication? Yeah, of course. Did um did you see the episode where they did that? I remember I remember you in the um in the bar. Two girls did it in the bar um at the Chateau. Is Californication? Yeah. Yeah, it's a. I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh my God! It's one of the. They did, they did what? What did they do? A cover. Just these two girls did a cover. They were like oh, singing in the oh, bar, okay. and but then it, like did it, did it. And the company yeah. ended up sleeping with them or something. No, 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 no. Oh. But it's one of the all-time greatest cover songs really? I've really? ever heard. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's like. Now, I gotta go find it. I'll I'll email it over to you on, 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 on Spotify. It is fantastic. It is really oh. one of my favorites um, of any covers I've I've heard. Um, cool. Anyway, cool. I. Really appreciate you coming on and chatting yeah. with us. Thank and you, um, I'll put you on the spot. You can feel, feel free to say no, but you're sitting in front of a drum kit. Like, <laughs> you want to hit it? Well, what? There's too much I, shit on I, it? I'm happy to hit it. I'm happy to hit it, but <laughs> what has been happening is that it just mutes out. Oh, really? Close, yeah. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good.